have some movies you'd like us to review? Tell us! Send us an email at driveinmovieshr at gmail.com. Or slide into our DMs on Instagram and Twitter at drivemoviespod or on Facebook at Hogan and Rudy. Let us know what to watch next. And now, on with the show. Welcome back, everyone, to a brand spanking new episode of Drive-In Movies with Hogan and Rudy. We left you hanging there for a bit. Holidays were busy and uh, trying to get back on track. But we wanted to bring you a special episode in light of the Oscars premiering this week. So, a little bit of a different format. Uh, We're not going to be comparing two movies. We are actually going to be going through some of the major Oscar categories and picking who we think will win on the big night of the Oscars. We may also give some opinions on who we think should win, or maybe who we want to win instead, if that's a different movie or, or person. Um, but yeah, we uh, we wanted to bring you this special treat as a... Uh, sorry for disappearing for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, Mr. Rudy, I believe you are the keeper of the categories, so I will turn it over to you to go over our first one. Yeah. Let's talk about animated features. There are five animated? One, two, three, four. Five animated features. Which one do you want to start with? Uh, I guess just go down the list of uh, who's nominated, and then, yeah. So we have Pinocchio. Uh, we have, oh, I, I should say Guillermo, Guillermo, <laughs> how do you even pronounce his name? Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Mm-hmm. We have Marcel the Shell with the shoes on, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, The Sea Beast, and Turning Red. All right. Very interesting, uh, group of movies this year for animated. Um, I thought they were pretty good too compared to previous years yeah usually you have like i feel like there's always like one or two movies in there that no one's ever heard of and you're like what the heck is this movie <laughs> but i feel like going into it i had at least been aware of some of the movies i think the only one that i didn't know off the bat was the sea beast um, yeah but I, you know you have your standard pixar movie in there and then you got some Bigger name directors, so it's a it's a pretty good category. What'd you think of of these five movies? Uh, specifically, I guess we'll go down down the list in whatever order you want. What did you What did you think of these? We'll start right at the top with Pinocchio. So I actually watched that this morning oh, before work. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I had watched half last night, uh, the other half before work. It's a different take on Pinocchio. Mm-hmm. Kind of rough how, um, how the the, the child dies. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's his name? I don't remember I for the life of me. Oh, Geppetto is his son. Yeah. Well, Geppetto's Carlo. the dad. Yes, yeah. and then Carlo is the son. Yeah, Carlo. That's right. Does, mm-hmm. in the original Pinocchio, did he ever have a son, or just he just wanted one? I don't think so. I, at least from the Disney Pinocchio, I don't think so. I don't know if in the actual story. He did 
Mm, yeah. Yeah, this one's a little bit darker. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. There's a uh, there's a big theme of war in the background. So you have some more mature elements to this story than... I mean, Pinocchio itself is already kind of a messed up story. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like Guillermo del Toro's was dark, but at the same time, it was kind of a lighter movie. <laughs> like, I just remember, I know Disney's Pinocchio, that's really my only other frame of reference to compare it to. Um, obviously, it's a Disney movie, so it's it's light and kitty, but there's some pretty uh, pretty dark stuff that happens in that movie, and some pretty messed up, <laughs> yeah. messed up things. Um, so, watching Guillermo del Toro's, he goes a little bit weirder, uh, it's definitely a Guillermo del Toro style, but in some aspects, I found it kind of more charming than even the Disney Pinocchio. It was, and it had some of the same elements, like getting swallowed by mm-hmm. a sea creature, and of course the no- nose growing when he tells a lie. I gave it a three point five based on I think a I, five point scale. Yeah, I think I gave it the same. So it was good, and. 3.5 out of 5 is... Yeah. So I would... Give it a watch. If someone wanted to watch it, I'd watch it again. Mm-hmm. All right. Next, we have Marcel the Shell with shoes on. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> this do, was interesting. Do you remember those videos on YouTube? I don't. Gosh. I'm just old then. Ellie said I'm old. This, I, these videos I, came out at like the height of YouTube. When YouTube I was I remember hearing... Thing. I remember hearing about it, but I don't remember watching them they i mean they were just cute little snippets and so when i saw they made a movie i was like of the like five minute youtube snippets that they used to have (laughs) and indeed it is it is just a uh continuation of that character in kind of a broader scope that's approached uh like documentary style so yeah Mm -hmm. my only complaint is it's already short. It's only like an hour and 20 or 30 minutes. But I kind of wish it was a short. <laughs> I think it was a little too long for me. Yeah, it did It did start to wear me out a bit. Um, it's it's a cute movie. The character is, is just as uh, adorable as he was in the shorts. If you're as old as me and have seen the original YouTube <laughs> shorts. Um, the story's pretty thin. Um, and so after a while, you know, it's like, it's like if you had a loop of those shorts on for an hour and a half, I feel like after like the 10th one that you watched, you'd be like, okay, I, I get it at this point. Yeah. (laughs) But it was well done. Yeah. I, Mm -hmm. I liked how it was, I don't know, like the, I don't know how they used it. Was it like CGI or, or what did they do to make Marshall, did they use an actual yeah, shell and just move know. it? Yeah, I don't or... know if it was stop motion or CGI, but everything else is real. So it was a set in the real world, real background, real people. But then you just had these animated shells. <laughs> With one eye. Yeah. <laughs> I want to say I gave this one a three out of five. I think I gave this one a three and a half as well. 
because okay. it was it was delightful to watch. It just mm-hmm. yeah, it kind of runs runs its course after a while. Now you're gonna have to help me with Puss in Boots and the Last Wish because mm-hmm. I didn't get a chance to watch this one. Mm. So Puss in mm-hmm. Boots. All right. So I went and saw this one in the theaters uh, after it had been out for a while. And when it came out, I really had no interest to watch it because as a fan of the earlier Shrek movies, it kind of ran its course. They started making too many and then they were doing spinoffs <laughs> and I just didn't care anymore. You know, they, they seemed to get dumber and dumber as they went on. And then this movie came out and I had no interest to watch it, but I kept hearing such good things about it. Oh man, this <laughs> Boots is amazing. So I was like, all right, I'll get, I'll give it a shot. And I think maybe it had been built up a little too much by the time that I saw it. Um, sure. It is enjoyable. I think what really makes it stand out is the animation itself. It's it's kind of similar to like a um, Spider-Man to the Spider-Verse, where it is kind of like a dynamic style of drawing. Um, mm, okay. Kind of reminds you of like a comic book, sort of. Um, and the way that the characters move is like comic booky. Um, it's it's really a nice movie to look at, and some of the animation in it is really well done. So I can see why it's nominated for an Oscar. Um, the story is fine. Um, it's some of the jokes are a little too kitty for me. Um, there's some there's some really mature moments in it too. There's a a particular villain in there who's terrifying. And anytime he was on screen, I was like, "Oh man, this movie is actually pretty good." Um but then when you when that character's not on screen and you go back to kind of the general story, it's okay. It's not bad. Um I think I gave this one a three and a half too. A lot of these animated movies I gave a three and a half. I don't think any of them particularly blew me away but i didn't think there was any well i should take that back i don't think there's any real stinkers in the bunch there's some that i don't care for more than others but um overall i think i think it's a good movie um i think it's a surprising film to see that you know after so many years they made a puss in boots movie that (laughs) isn't that bad and maybe that's why it was getting such hype because I don't know if other people went into it thinking that it was going to be terrible, and it wasn't. Um, but I'm also not on the other end of the spectrum where I think it was a great movie. That's fine. Mm, okay. Yeah. What do you remember? What you gave it? Again, I I think I gave this one a three and a half too. I think so far all of them have been three and a half. <laughs> all the animated three and a half. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Next on our list is the Sea Beast which is a Netflix movie. Mm. I did watch a sea beast. It was like every other generic animated movie I've seen. I, I was watching it and I was like, this is just the dollar store version of how to train your dragon. That's what I was thinking. (laughs) But with like elements of incredible animation, like there, there's, like moments in that movie where i'm like i don't even know if this is animated anymore this might be real (laughs) like the animation was that good but then i feel like 80 percent of the rest of that movie 
the animation I didn't like. Like it didn't look the nice. beast. Yeah, it, it looked like the most generic looking thing that they could ever oh. create. So there's like a scene at the very beginning where there's like a shipwreck, and then there's a scene where they're on an island and the beast is running, and you see the girl and she's running through the forest. Those two scenes, if you just watch those two scenes, oh my god, the animation is incredible. <laughs> like, I can't give it enough praise in, in that aspect for those two snippets. The rest of the movie, mm. I don't think I rated this one yet, because I just watched it yesterday, actually. Mm. Um, I'm partial to give this one like a two and a half. It's fine. It's not a bad movie. It's just not a memorable one. Yeah. I, there's there's one scene, too, where he's laying in a cart and he looks up at the trees. That's the moment I was like, oh, my gosh, like this, this doesn't look animated. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I agree. I think I gave this one a three and a half. I think that's being generous. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't know. Clean sweet <laughs> unless I ha- here. Unless I marked it down wrong. Um, it's fine. Yeah. But it just follows the same trend. If you've seen How to Train Your Dragon, you've seen the Sea Beast. (laughs) The Sea Beast even kind of looks like the dragon from How to Train Your Dragon. Like the facial Mm. structure looks the same. Let let me copy your homework. Yeah, I know. I'll I'll change some answers. (laughs) I'll turn it into a Sea Beast instead of a dragon. Good old Netflix. They're like, "How how can we make some money without trying too hard? (laughs) uh our last one is turning red from disney plus Mm, yeah pixar they always got to have a pixar in there of course i i really liked the beginning of turning red yeah um i thought it was a fun start you got to know these characters it kind of um talked about a more mature topic for a typical disney pixar movie Mm mm-hmm um and they they didn't hold back like they didn't try to make it too kitty like they were they were pretty upfront about what was going on and then i feel kind of the same with like marcel the shell where it just kind of kept going um i think it would have been a really really good short film like that that as a short film, that would have been amazing if you just took like the first 20 minutes of it. And like, if you took the first 20 minutes and like the last five minutes and, and put them together as like a short film, I think it would be great. Um, as it stands, I think I gave it a three. Um, I just, it, it, it started pretty high and then just kind of went downhill as it, as it went on for me. Yeah, I I enjoyed it. I think I gave it a three and a half. Uh, one that I watch again. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of exact moments. Yeah, there were certain scenes you're like, oh, I don't, I don't know if this was needed. Like, it feels like they're just trying to extend it out to be. Yeah. I don't even know, remember how long it was. An hour and forty or an yeah, hour and thirty? Yeah, hour forty minutes. Something like that, probably. So they could have probably chopped it down. Yeah. And it would have still been good, if not, if not better. But I let yeah, I felt you feel connected with the family, mm-hmm. the everything that's going on, the whole kind of story is interesting. So yeah, 
There's our animated. Yeah, so what do you think is going to win the Oscar for... Ooh, it, it's hard because I haven't seen Puss in Boots. Mm-hmm. But I think it's going to be Pinocchio. If I were to venture a guess, that would probably be my my top contender of the bunch of who I think will win. Yeah, just because it, it was a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I liked Pinocchio. So that'll go for who I think is going to win mm-hmm. and who I want to win. Oh, but so I, I would want Pinocchio. Mm-hmm. I think I'm in the same boat as you. I think of all the movies, if I if I could give out the award myself, I would probably still give it to Pinocchio just because I think it's the most well-rounded of the bunch. A lot yeah. of them have like high starts and then they fizzle out or really good an- animation, but the story's meh. I think Pinocchio is is a well-rounded movie. I don't think there's a part in the movie that, like, dips for me. And I don't think that... And I think the animation was done really well. So I think it it just has a lot going for it that the others maybe fall in in one area or the other. Yeah, makes sense. All right, on to the next. We have our screenplays. Um, adapted, I did not see very many of them, <laughs> so, <laughs> so you can carry the weight on this one, um, but I'll go through the categories with adapted. We have All Quiet on the Western Front, mm-hmm. Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery, Living, Top Gun Maverick, and Women Talking. Interesting. Top Gun Maverick and Knives Out are adapted screenplays. What were they adapted off of? That's interesting. Uh, yeah, maybe maybe sequels are automatically adapted screenplays. That could be it. Hopefully, maybe. <laughs> hopefully, I didn't switch those. No, 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 no. You're right. Um, because I know Cause Living is definitely is definitely a uh, a remake. Oh, yeah, yeah, and but I see the original. I think, maybe, yeah, maybe it's just because they're sequels that they're automatically... No. Because they're based on be. existing characters, maybe. I don't know. That's interesting. Um, all right, so if I can remember your order correctly, <laughs> we have <laughs> Living. your memory. That started? No, Living doesn't start it. That was in the middle. Oh, Jesus, I forgot already. Um... Gonna... All quiet. Oh, all quiet. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I think they go in alphabetical order, don't they? Uh, all quiet in the Western Front. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a remake of a like 1930s movie, I think. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. A good movie. Uh, it's it's definitely probably the grittiest war movie I've seen. Where it's, it's just pretty gets, gritty. You know the the violence is pretty realistic. The conditions that they went through um it's very similar i think to 1917 in the way it's presented but i think where 1917 looks pretty all Mm -hmm. quiet looks rough (laughs) like (laughs) the cinematography is still really done really well done so that looks nice to watch that movie but it's almost like ooh, this is this is pretty brutal. Um, my issue with it was I think it has a little bit too slow of a start. Um, and then 
maybe I wasn't paying attention enough, but it seemed like there was like time jumps and all of a sudden they were like not yeah. in the trenches, but then they were in the trenches, but then they weren't in the trenches again. And I'm like, I, I don't know the timeline. Like, I, I don't know how much time is passing. Um, So that was probably my biggest complaint with that one. But then once you get like mi- midway through the movie, I feel like the rest of it is pretty easy to follow. Um, another critique I might add is that you don't really get a whole lot of time to connect with the characters. There's right. maybe like mm-hmm. two that you really start to gain a connection for, but you don't really get that until like the end of the movie. Um, so you have, you have like a slew that you start off with and it's war. So some of them don't make it. And instead of those moments being like impactful or like sad or even any sort of emotional response you're like who is that who is this guy yeah was that the guy with the glasses or (laughs) (laughs) so um i got a few critiques but i think in terms of an overall story it was fine It, it it probably wouldn't be my spoiler alert it probably wouldn't be my pick but (laughs) <laughs> I can see why it was nominated. Yeah. And everything you critiqued is what 1917 did, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I it's going to be hard to beat that because that's one of my favorite movies because you get so much time with characters. And in this one, you jump back in All Quiet on the Western Front. You, you jump back like between the trenches and then you're in the offices with the mm-hmm. officers and then you're and it kind of takes you out of it. Like when in 1917, you're like, right. you're in it, yeah. and it's like a day in the life of like you're just mm-hmm. you're you're along the ride, and that's what I liked. But I still liked All Quiet on the Western Front. Yeah, I gave it a 3.5. I think I also gave it a 3.5. I gave a lot of 3.5s, <laughs> which is good scores. All right, next we have Knives Out. Yes, all right, which I did not watch. <laughs> Knives Out, I liked, uh, or Glass Onion, I should say, a Knives Out story. Um, which is the sequel to Knives Out. Um, I think I liked Knives Out more. Glass Onion is a good sequel. I like the characters. It kind of has a lot of that same wit. Um, yeah. There's a bit of a twist in that one as well. Um, I think that one kind of follows more along the lines of like a typical murder mystery trope, though. Um, so... It's a good movie. I I enjoyed it. I had some fun times with it. I think that one I may have given a four. Um, Because there was a lot to like about it. It just didn't... It didn't hit me the same way the first one did. I would probably rather watch the first Knives Out than than watch Glass Onion. Interesting. All right. Give her what you gave it. I think four. Four? Yeah. Next, we have Living, which I did not see either. Yes, so Living is a remake of an Akira Kurosawa movie called Akiru, which is about a man who's kind of living a boring life. He's an old bureaucrat that works for the government. Um, And he gets uh, diagnosed with some sort of terminal illness. Mm Mm-hmm. And it kind of sparks a uh, 
introspection on his life to see has he lived his life the way he wanted to how can he live in his last couple years or months however long he's got sure um it's it's a good movie i think bill nye who who's the main character does a good job in that role i think the movie just moves way too slow (laughs) it is like unbearably slow oh gosh it's fine um i'll have to watch ikiru again I, i i don't remember too much from it when i saw that one i think that one was also slow so it might just be the story itself but um yeah that eh, probably not one that i would go back and watch but i think first time around i think i did still end up giving it like a three and a half. Oh wow so it's a good movie there's good performances the story's good it just takes way too long to get going Next is Top Gun Maverick. Oh, Top Gun. <laughs> Top Gun is one of those movies that, like, you hear everyone go, oh, that was amazing. And you go, really? Top Gun Maverick was amazing? And then you watch it and you're like, all right, that was that was pretty fun. <laughs> it's It's a movie that I would never give any writing credit to i don't know why it would be nominated for best adapted (laughs) screenplay i personally probably wouldn't because i feel like it's just kind of like the generic sequel for this type of movie there's nothing special about the writing there's nothing special about the acting but everyone in it is having such a fun time all the effects are practical which make the movie so much more enjoyable to watch um and it's just fun. It's like one of those movies where it's hard to critique it too much because you're having so much fun with it. So yep. anything that it does get wrong, it's like, eh. But my overall enjoyment <laughs> of it was so high that I can forgive everything else. It's like the first time. I actually found this Top Gun to be a little bit better than I think so too. the I original think, Top Gun. I think I like this one more, actually. But they were... I just watched the first Top Gun before, uh, just a, a few days ago, and I think I texted you. I was like, "This is real cheesy." Oh yeah, super like, cheesy. Tom Cruise has all these pickup lines that are just terrible. It's a real macho movie, you know. <laughs> Where's Maverick? But it has a lot of those same elements. Maverick is is also super cheesy, but yeah. it's just like. They're not trying to be anything else, you know? They're not trying to make another movie and take it super seriously, or they're not reinventing Top Gun. They're It's almost like a homage to it, and one that's yeah. done pretty well, you know? <laughs> I, I had fun with it. I think that one got a four and a half from me. I give it a four. So the highest one so, so far from both of us. We got it up. And our last, Women Talking. Women Talking. So Women Talking is actually one of my favorites of the year. I I really enjoyed it. I thought the the story was good. I thought the acting performances were great across the board. You have a group of women in this religious sect 
who um, they caught a couple of men who were assaulting women in the night like kids kid women like it's it was pretty messed up yeah and so the uh the men are off in town at the police station and and the other men in the village go to like get them out or go to the courtroom to settle bail or whatever they're doing to get them and bring them back so while the men are gone all of the women get together and uh select kind of like key members from some of the higher ends of the family to decide whether they want to do nothing and just stay in the village and forgive the men if they're going to stay in the village but fight against the culture that they've been brought up to respect and you know live through or do they just up and leave and Mm -hmm. go somewhere else and leave the men behind and I think the movie's done really well. Um, it, it feels like a play because it's just, you know, yeah. kind of that one setting. A lot of it's just long extended dialogue between the different characters deciding what to do. Um, and I thought the acting performances across the board, I, I, I don't think there was a bad one in the bunch. So I actually really like that, that movie and it's definitely one I would see again. I think this one also I gave a four and a half, but in my preference list of the movies of the year, I think I have this one just a little bit higher than Top Gun. Mm, okay. I, hmm, I forgot what I was going to say. No, I, I liked women talking. Uh, oh, it gave me like 12 angry men vibes. Mm, mm-hmm. Ironically. Because that <laughs> movie's all men, yeah. Um, but it kind of gave me that kind of that oh, kind yeah. of vibe, yeah, where it's just discussion and trying to figure out what to do, and it was done very well. Mm-hmm. And I gave it a four. All right. I on a side note, I just like how Frances McDormand is like on the posters and in the credits and everything like that, and she has what mm-hmm. maybe one line <laughs> yeah. that whole movie. <laughs> Man, they're really advertising her being in this, and she really doesn't play a big part. It's not a spoiler or anything. Nothing happens to her character. She just doesn't do anything. She yeah. She says like one line, and then she's she's in the village. She just doesn't participate. So, but all over the posters, yeah, all over the posters, her name, big bold letters. Uh, so, who do you think is gonna win? I know you haven't seen all of them, but yeah, it's hard. Um, I guess from the three. I think it's going to be who I, I think it's going to be the same again, who I want and who I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be women talking. I think they're going to like that. Yeah. And I think that's the one thing, one of the things that's going to win. Going into it, if, if, if I'm looking at all of those categories, I honestly going into this didn't think I really like women talking, but I didn't think it was going to win anything. Yeah, but now that I hear the other movies in this category, I feel like it's between All Quiet on the Western Front and Women Talking, probably. Mm-hmm. I feel like All Quiet's gonna. I think you might be right. I think win international. I think women and talking cinematography. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's gonna win a few others. All Quiet. Yeah. But we'll see. We'll see. I uh, 
I think I agree with you. I think if, if women talking is going to win anything, it's probably going to be this category. And that's who I would want to. I would love to see it win. I, I just mm-hmm. didn't think it would. So I'm, I'm actually excited now because I think it might Ooh. have a shot. Yeah. Oh, hopefully we're not disappointed yeah. when, when it's, <laughs> it's announced. Um, next is writing original screenplay. Which I've seen all of these. All right. Because I think all of these are best pictures. So I'll let you take it away then. <laughs> oh, okay. So we have the Banshees of Inishirin. Mm-hmm. Is that how you pronounce it? Everything, everywhere, all at once. The Fablemans, Tar, and Triangle of Sadness. So those are our original screenplay nominees. We'll start with the Banshees. Yeah. I watched this at your house. You did. <laughs> That's a great time. It's, uh, yeah. That's a fun fun movie. <laughs> Is that a good way to describe it? It's interesting. Yeah. It's a... Uh, is it supposed to be a dark comedy? Is that what they? Yeah, I would. I would say is? yeah. You have two friends who one of them decides he doesn't like the other one anymore. That's the whole plot. <laughs> that was the entire plot. It doesn't sound interesting at all, but it it is. <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah. It's it's a it's a surprising movie. What I so I've seen that one twice now. And the funny thing is, the first time I saw it, I was like, I liked it, but I don't think I'll watch it again. And here we are. I've seen it twice. <laughs> um, I like it. I, I think it's a. I think it's a good movie. I think the uh, the writing is is pretty unique, and uh, there's a lot of metaphors and allegories and and whatnot. So I think this has a a, a pretty good shot for original screenplay. Oh yeah, it's. Uh, I like the the setting too. You're like, what's this? It's this like island off the coast of Ireland, mm-hmm. and not many people in the village. So everyone knows each other, and yeah, it's it takes some weird turns as well. Yeah. <laughs> I gave Banshees a four. I think I gave it a three point five, but I'm thinking it might be more of a four. I think I might have to revise my score. I've been doing that with these movies, like, oh, I'm giving it this score, but then you think about it for a few days, yeah. and you're like, oh, man. Or you watch I other movies, and you're like, all these other, like, <laughs> Puss in Boots and Banshees both have a 3.5. I feel like yeah, I'm going like, to watch what? Banshees more than I'm going to watch <laughs> Puss in Boots. I might have to give that a little bit more of an elevation. Next, we have Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Mm, I watch mm. this at your house again. Yeah. Uh, this one is wild. You, I was confused majority of the movie. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was behind on what was happening, but everything makes sense. You catch up in the end, mm-hmm. and you're you're figuring things out. If you've seen it, Hot Dog Fingers and Raccoonie, Raccoonie. you'll know exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, hilarious! It's yeah. This one's got everything. It's got comedy. It's got some emotional moments to it. It's got insane fight sequences. It's like they honestly thought of everything and put it all in one movie. It it yeah. The title definitely <laughs> fits once. it. Everything, everywhere, all at once. And I've seen this one twice now. I think I saw it once in the theaters, and then um, when we watched it at my house. No. And uh, 
both times, I, I think it's just a fun movie along with Top Gun. I think the writing in it is definitely better than Top Gun because you're exploring so many different themes and such different family dynamics and talking about you know what you think of your life and what you think of your relationships and the decisions that you make in life how it kind of transgresses into different choices down the road and how Mm -hmm. one one thing that you do affects everything else so there's a lot of like big brain concepts in this movie i think i gave this one a four and a half because I do think there's elements to it that it might get a little bit too big-brained and it might be trying to accomplish too much in that time frame where it might seem a little overstuffed or... Sure. I think the end kind of keeps going for a bit. Like, you think it's going to wrap up and then it just kind of keeps on going. So, it's not a perfect movie, in my opinion. But I do think that it, it really... It really is a a unique movie-watching experience, and I think it's going to win quite a bit of awards this time around. Oh, yeah. I think I gave it a four. Four. Yeah. Four, four. (laughs) For original. Um, Yeah, for uh, on on Letterboxd. Uh, Next, we have The Fablemans, Mm -hmm. which is the story behind Steven Spielberg's youth. Directed by Steven Spielberg, the youth and into his teenage years. Yeah. I I watched this last night, so it's pretty fresh. I really liked Fablemans. Did you? I did. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, <laughs> that voice, <laughs> that voice crack. <laughs> he's, he's choking up just thinking about it. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I. A few parts of that movie made me laugh out loud. And I think my favorite part is when he goes over the girl's house and oh yeah, the religious that girl. loves Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yes, that part made me laugh. Yeah. Um, but I read that most of the things that have happened that happened in the Fablemans is, are pretty accurate mm-hmm. to what actually happened in his life. Especially, I think he said Steven Spielberg said his last the conversation he had with John Ford was word for word on oh, what wow. actually transpired <laughs> in his office. Look at the horizon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What'd you think about The Fablemans? Um, I love Steven Spielberg. And so going into this movie, it's another movie that I think is, is expertly done. Like, I can't find any faults in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, my only critique is that it's pretty much like a coming of age movie. It's, it's him sure. okay. growing up into his formative years and his relationship with his family. And that type of movie isn't my favorite. Um, sure. so in that aspect, I found it kind of boring in some elements just because it's not really my cup of tea. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a very well done movie. I think that in terms of Steven Spielberg movies, it's definitely um, not his worst movie. I don't think it's even. <laughs> I don't think it's even close to his worst movie. It's just not one of his entire catalog. Looking back, it's probably not one where I'm going to be like, "Ooh, let's watch The Fablemans today." Yeah, you know, pop it on. 
Um, there's other ones I like more from him. So I think I gave this one a three and a half again. A lot of three and a halfs. Um, <laughs> I enjoyed it when I saw it in theaters, but after the movie, I was like, I don't know if that's another. I don't know if I'm gonna watch that another time, or if you know that's gonna be it for that one. So, yeah, I'm sure one day down the road I'll revisit it, but probably not anytime soon. Whenever you have that Spielberg marathon, yeah, yeah, I gotta, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta watch it. I gave the Fablemans a four. Not a lot right, of now... uh, four point fives or fives. No, I think I only gave. Oh, a movie that we haven't heard yet. Maybe I didn't give any fives. I don't know. You'll just have to wait and see. We have, yeah, you'll just have to wait to the end. Um, we have Tar next. Ooh. Yeah, this is a. Tar was like a roller coaster of a movie where it starts off incredibly slow. Again, like Living, where you're like, oh my god, what is this, <laughs> what is this movie about? Yeah. <laughs> and then as the movie goes on, you're like, oh, it's just about this character like it's it's just a character study Mm -hmm. and i feel like it was extremely slow and then there's some like intriguing elements to the story they like sprinkle some hints here and there like stuff that's happening and then as that starts to unfold you're like oh we're getting somewhere Ooh, all right this is interesting Mm -hmm. and then you get to the end and it's just like oh all right like I feel like I feel like the meat of your story that I was interested in, they just kind of they built it up, then they glanced over it, and then the movie was over and you're like, Oh. Alright then, I guess that was two hours, yeah. two and a half hours of my life. <laughs> I did not I did not care for Tar. I didn't the character study, mm-hmm. I didn't like the character. Yeah. I she was she's not a very nice person. Mm mm. Um, I found it to be pretty boring. I gave it a 2.5. Ooh, I think I gave That's it a 3. That's my, there's, my there's, rating. There's some good elements in there. I think the cinematography is really well done in that movie. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. The acting performances are really good. Uh, there's elements of the story that I thought were intriguing and, and had me entertained and hooked. But as a whole, I don't know if it's one I'll watch again. I, I put that in my letterbox review that I feel like I need to watch it again, mm. but I I just can't just imagine myself yeah. sitting through two and a half hours of oh, this. Yeah. So <laughs> maybe I won't. Oh. <laughs> Do you hear my dog? Is she breaking in? No. She's oh. just barking. <laughs> Bring her on. Uh, we'll ask her what she oh. thought of Triangle of Sadness. Oh, yeah. I was going to ask. Is that, is that all, all of our movies? Or no, we got one more. I did not. Triangle of Sadness. I did not like Triangle of Sadness. No, I did not either. And I, I don't, I don't know a lot of people who have, like Triangle of Sadness. Yeah, uh, there's definitely a lot that it's saying. There are some funny moments to it. It's just such a long movie, and I feel like it beats you over the head with its point. That by the time the movie's over, you're like, I get it, like. Yeah. There's nothing there's nothing overtly clever about that movie. <laughs> Rich people are bad. That's That's about it. 
Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. Or it, capitalism and all that kind of. Yeah, they. There's a lot of. There's a lot of that you could probably dissect and and go into further discussions of different pieces and parts of that movie that were supposed to represent higher ideals and whatnot. Sure. I think for the most part, I understood what they were going for. I just didn't find it entertaining. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's and a, I think that's the way a lot of people felt. It's a movie like uh, Wolf of Wall Street. A lot of people like Wolf of Wall Street, but it's just two and a half hours of a terrible human being ter- doing terrible things. And Triangle of Sadness isn't quite that extent, but at the same time, it's just like, I don't find... I particularly don't find any of this that funny. Mm-hmm. I don't find it that intriguing. I don't find it that interesting. Like, I don't know. It didn't do anything for me. So it was probably my least favorite of all the movies we'll, we're probably talking about today. I think. Yeah, I agree. I think I gave and that I, one a it's... one and a half. That's what I gave it. Oh, shoot. One and a half. Mm-hmm. You either love it or, or hate it. Yeah. Man. I don't think there's really a middle on that, I, on that one. I know that, I know for a fact that's a movie that I will not be watching again. No, forget that. What's it makes me sad? What's gonna triangle of sadness? <laughs> what's going? <laughs> Sorry for you. What's gonna win the Oscar though? Oh, I totally forgot. I already moved up to the next category. Um, I already forgot what these categories were: Fablemans, oh. Tar, Triangle of Sadness. What am I missing? What are we talking about? Earlier? Everything, everywhere, all at once, oh, yeah. and the Banshees. Oh, Banshees. This is original screenplay. Original screenplay. All right. Who do you think is going to win? Oh, boy. I think the Fablemans is going to win. Mm. But I want everything, everywhere, all at once to win. Okay. We're going to be a little bit different on this one. That's fine. Mm-hmm. I'm... I'm throwing out a a a dark horse here. Oh shoot. I think this is a hot take, but I think Banshees of Inisherin is going to win original screenplay. I would be okay with that. I'd be okay with that. What would I want to win? Um I would be fine with either Everything Everywhere All at Once or Banshees of Inisherin. Mhm. I think that Everything Everywhere All at Once is going to win a lot of categories. So I would be fine with it not necessarily getting screenplay. Sure. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if Banshees is going to win anything else. So I think, along with Women Talking, if if it was to win anything, I think it would be original screenplay. Yeah. All right. So that's my prediction. I'm going to have to re-listen to this because I'm going to forget all of my predictions. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Our next category is... We got an inflated we... episode here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Get ready. But that's okay. We've already you... talked about most of the movies. So. Yeah. It'll, the rest of them go quick. Yeah. This will be on the way to work and on the way home. Yeah, episode. special. Yeah. You can't listen all in one sitting unless you really want to. Uh, we will do actor in a supporting role. Okay. So we have Brendan Gleeson in The Banshees 
of Nishiran, Brian Tyree Henry in Causeway, Judd Hirsch in The Fablemans, I'm going to butcher this name, Barry Keoghan? Keoghan in The Banshees of Inishirin. I I'm probably butchering all of these. These are, uh, I'm glad that you usually do the name. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. This is, this is difficult. Oh man. Ki Hu Kwan? Did I do that right? I don't know. Is it Ki Hu Kwan? Ki, yeah, that sounds about right. Ki Hui Kwan? In, Ki Hui Kwan? All right. At the, at everything, everywhere, all at once. So those are our, our five actors. Yeah, so you have uh, Brennan Gleason from Banshees who plays the friend who no longer wants to talk to Colin Farrell. Yep. Mm-hmm. And he's pretty uh, he's pretty stern in that role, so I think he does a good job. You have Brian Tyree Hill. Sorry. Tyree Henry. Tyree Henry. I typed that in wrong. No, yeah, you're you're right. Uh, from Causeway, he does a good job. So that movie's about uh, it's got Jennifer Lawrence. She is a uh, war veteran who returns home from war due to a uh, injury. I think she has a brain injury. So she is trying to get rehabilitated, and uh, eventually she wants to go back. Um, but she kind of finds comfort and friendship in um, Brian Tyree Henry's character, who plays a uh, car mechanic. So she takes her car and uh, to this mechanic shop, and they kind of start a rapport. And uh, it's a it's it's a nice little movie. I think he does a good job. I don't I don't know if it's award winning, deserving. But I think it's it's nice that he was nominated. I think he did a good job. Uh, Judd Hirsch? Yes. From the family. Judd Hirsch. Um, mm-hmm. I preferred him in Independence Day, honestly. <laughs> he does fine. He does a good job. I I don't know if I would nominate him for an Oscar. <laughs> for, he's got a very short, short role. Um, he was funny. He was good. Yeah, but again, he, he was in the movie for what, mm, like five minutes, maybe? Yeah, I was. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just like an honorary award <laughs> nominee. Maybe. Uh, yep. Barry Keoghan, who is the who also in Banshees of Inisherin, he's kind of like the strange guy in town. <laughs> um, yeah, which he plays well, but I've also seen him do that role so many times before <laughs> in other movies. <laughs> that uh, I don't know why this one particularly stands out, but he was good. And then you have the guy who's going to win it all. It's going to be <laughs> Keith Wykon. <laughs> he he did a great job in that movie. He's just such a pleasant person. If you've ever seen any of like his oh, interviews, yeah. that honestly, even if he was terrible, I'd still want him to win because I just like him that much of a person. But the truth being, he did a phenomenal job, and I think he's gonna he's gonna crush it. He's gonna get the Oscar, and I I want him to win the Oscar. I agree with you. He's the one that I rated the highest yeah. based on their acting. Mm-hmm. Brendan Gleeson, he I he was the second. Yeah. So if it was either of them, I'd be okay. But I do want Kihu Kihui Kwan. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> 
We'll get through these names. Don't worry. <laughs> um, all right. That's your actor in a supporting role. Now we have actor in a leading role. We have Austin Butler as Elvis. Colin Farrell in The Banshees of Inishirin. Brendan Fraser in The Whale. Paul Mescal and Mes- yeah, Mescal after Sun, and Bill, is it Nai? Yeah, mm-hmm. Nightly. Okay, Nai. I was Nai in the Living. So that's our two, three, four, five. Yep, our our five people. I'll I'll let you talk five about actors. these guys. What you What do you think about uh, them? All right, Austin Butler. I did. I guess we'll talk about Elvis eventually in Best Picture. I'll just talk about the actor then. Um, I thought he did a really good job playing Elvis. It seems like a hard role to play, and I don't really have complaints about it. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if he still has that accent, <laughs> or if it's gone away yet, because yeah. I feel bad for him if he's still if he's still talking like Elvis. But I, I think I rated him pretty high on on acting. And of course, if you don't know Elvis, the movie, it's... About Elvis's life. What? Really? About really? Yeah, what? <laughs> Pretty much all the way from teenager to death. Yeah. Is and every everything throughout. Pretty hard life. I didn't really know much about Elvis. I, I didn't really care much about Elvis. Me either. <laughs> but seeing the troubles that he went through, it's I feel bad for him to a point because mm-hmm. he wasn't always the the best guy either. Yeah. Um. All right, Colin Farrell. We talked about the Banshees. I liked Colin Farrell. Oh, I should have asked you. What did you think about Austin Butler in Elvis? Yeah, he was good. I mean, I think our Elvis is a fairly difficult role to play, and I think he kind of got lost in that role, and which is good. Um, it's always tough for me though when it's based on a character like Freddie Mercury or Elvis or stuff mm, like that, because yeah. I feel like it's easier to mimic than it is to act, I guess. So yeah, it's, it was good. It was a good performance. Um, I think he's definitely probably one of the top contenders in this category, but I don't know. You, you <laughs> he did as good as I expected him to, you know? Yeah. You never really see any of these roles where, where someone's playing Elvis and you go, oh, man, they were horrible Elvis, you know? <laughs> I feel like any time anyone's in this role, they do a good job, so... This just kind of falls in that same line. Fair enough. Uh, we have Colin Farrell for the Banshees. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked it. I liked his, his acting, and I liked the dynamic between him and Brendan Gleeson a lot. I think they played off each other very well. But Colin Farrell, is he Irish or not? Uh, I think he might be, yeah. Okay. Because I was going to say his accent is mm-hmm. his accent is pretty good, but if he's Irish, yeah. then it's because he was born with it. <laughs> <laughs> so it doesn't get any points for that. No, it was... I thought he portrayed a nice character as... The, you kind of feel bad for him. Mm-hmm. He's... He he's just trying to figure out why this guy doesn't want to be his friend. <laughs> yep. He loves his farm animals. He loves his sister. He loves like he just 
his whole, I feel bad. He's just trying to figure it out. Um, but he, he plays that very well of mm-hmm. getting you to feel sorry for him. and Well, to a point, because sometimes... Yeah. Doesn't take a hint very well. <laughs> Between the Batman and Banshees of Inner and I think this is the best uh, acting year for Colin Farrell. Mm-hmm. He, uh, there we go. He had a pretty good year. He did. Um, anything else to add about Colin? No, I, I thought his performance was good too, but it, it's not... I don't think it's uh, Oscar winning. Okay. We have Brendan Fraser, which is... His comeback Hollywood mm-hmm, role mm-hmm. in The Whale. So you, you'll have to talk about this one. I didn't get a chance to see The Whale. Mm, so The Whale is about a... Uh, I don't know if they ever say how how much he weighs. He weighs a lot. 500-pound man or something like that. Um, and obviously his health is not very well. So he tries to reconnect with his daughter, who he hasn't seen in a while because... He uh, he left his family um, because he fell in love with uh, one of his uh, students, and so he he ran away with one of his students. And uh, this was another one that feels kind of like a play because it's all it all takes place in his apartment, um, and it's just kind of like his interactions with his friend who's a nurse, his daughter. There's a missionary kid who. Who comes around trying to get him to uh, convert to his religion, um, and his wife shows up uh, for for a scene. Uh, so with it being kind of more play heavy, you kind of have to rely more on like the the dialogue and and the writing and the acting. Um, and I think that that was the strongest parts of the movie. Uh, the story is okay. Um, I didn't think, I I wasn't a huge fan of it. I think I gave it a three and a half again. A lot of these get three and a halves. (laughs) Um, Because I think there was a lot of good elements. There was was some entertaining aspects to it. But I think really it's the acting performances that that make this movie enjoyable. Um, With Brendan Fraser kind of being the lead in in, in that uh, group of actors. So... I could see him, him getting the, the Oscar for this one. Out of everyone else in this category, just oh, wow. just through the uh, the performance he does and the uh, the makeup and everything that he had to uh, endure for that role, <laughs> I can I can see. I do plan on seeing it before the the Oscars. You got like five days. So, I know I got so much to watch. Um, next is Paul Mescal in After Sun, which I did see. I think he did a very good job. Mm-hmm. Um, you, and if you haven't seen After Sun, it's, it's more of an indie film. Yeah. I think I would, I would call it. So it's basically this girl is on her vacation and it almost feels like, a. <laughs> Not found footage, but like she's recording it herself. Yeah. Like on just a normal it's like a home video camera. Mm-hmm. You get both. You get her like point of view with a camera, and then you get like a normal movie mm-hmm. camera view of of different scenes. Um, but it's kind of just her vacation with her dad, and it's a very very deep movie. I don't want to give any spoilers. Yeah. It's uh, 
yeah, it's, it's it's pretty deep. So just the material that that comes across, you don't really know what's happening halfway through. You you kind of get it, but there's hints. All I on I was reading about it after I watched it, um, and talking with people. It's very subtle. Very subtle hints. Yeah, all throughout of what's going on. So. Yeah, I think he does a good job of being that loving, caring father. But then also, there might be other stuff that's played him. I feel like mm-hmm. sometimes you can relate to him because it's, you know, a lot of the stuff that he's dealing with is like finances and stuff like that. And you're like, man, it, it does suck being a grown up. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah. You're like trying to put on this happy face. Yeah. You have all this stress in the background. Yep creeping up um then you have the last one bill nighy mm-hmm. uh, in living which i did not see so you will have to yeah take the lead. I, i've talked about this one before so he i think he does a good job um i could see this being more of like a honorary nomination i don't, I don't necessarily think that it was an outstanding performance but I'm glad he got nominated. I, I think I think he deserved the nomination. I don't think it'll win. <laughs> so you mentioned you think Brennan Fraser is gonna that's is gonna win yeah, it. Yeah, it's between Brennan Fraser and Austin Butler. Um, gosh, it's tough. I don't know. I I think I would want Brennan Fraser to win. Sure. I don't know who to give my who I think will win though. Too, because I feel like the past couple times people have played like real life people like uh, Freddie Mercury you know Rami Malek for Freddie Mercury for, for Bohemian Rhapsody not too long ago um, so it's I feel like it's right up that same alley where, where he could easily win it as well but you know what I'm going to stick to my guns and I'm going to say I think Brendan Fraser's going to win oh okay since I haven't seen it, I guess I'll say Austin Butler. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but maybe maybe I'll change my mind once I watch The yeah. Whale before Sunday. <laughs> Good luck. All right. Now we are on actress in a supporting role. And this should be fairly quick because there's pretty much the same movies. Everything um, everywhere all at once. <laughs> basically. Uh, we have Angela Bassett in Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Mm-hmm. Hong Chao mm-hmm. in The Whale. Carrie Condon in The Banshees of Inishirin. Jamie Lee Curtis in Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. And Stephanie Zhu Sue, in Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. <laughs> so there's our, there's our nominees. So you got Angela Bassett, Queen of Wakanda, yep. who gives powerhouse performance in black for sure black panther mm-hmm. um we have hong chow who's probably yep. the most uh likable character in the whale who also gives a really good performance um you have um carrie condon from banshees of insurance yep. who plays the sister of colin farrell who's kind of she wants to get out of this small town. She doesn't really want to be stuck in, in a Sharon where there's nothing to do. And the biggest to do is these two guys not talking <laughs> to each other. And she's 
she's kind of getting to the middle between them. She doesn't understand what's going on. Um, so she just she she wants to get out. You have Jamie Lee Curtis who plays the uh, kind of comedic performance in Everything Everywhere All yes. Plays, uh, as a uh, tax auditor or I, I, IRS <laughs> agent. Um, and then you have Stephanie Sue who plays the, the daughter in Everything Everywhere All at Once, who I think gives uh, a really, really great performance in that movie. What do you think? It's a hard choice. I uh, I rated them all pretty high. <laughs> I think this um, is honestly the hardest category for me because I think they, I could see them all winning, you know? Yeah, I guess I can't speak on the whale, but um, the rest, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 um, gosh. Because, so like, Jamie Lee Curtis and Stephanie, mm-hmm. they, like, I feel like they're it. It, it almost the exact like much and they're all playing different yeah they're all playing different characters Ugh. so i i have a hot take on this one too because i think okay. i think Give i'm your hot take. i think i'm gonna be completely wrong <laughs> i keep seeing jamie lee curtis getting like buzz and i think she just won an award i don't know if it was golden globes or something like that i I really enjoyed her in that movie, but compared to everyone else, I think her performance is kind of over the top, and I, I'm, okay. I think it's meant to be. You know, I think she does a good job in that role, but um, it's definitely a little silly at, at times. So my hot take is who I would want to win is probably Stephanie Sue. Oh, okay. I don't think she's going to win at all. I don't. I don't even think she's in the <laughs> the talks. Who I think will win is another hot take. I think Carrie Condon is going to win. Oh, okay. And she, aside from Stephanie Sue, she's probably be my next one that I would want to win. I would probably, if if I were to rank them in my wanting, I would say Stephanie Sue, Carrie Condon, Angela Bassett. Jamie Lee Curtis, Hong Chow, would be my my ranking of them. Hmm. I, I'm gonna agree. I want Carrie Condon. That would be who I would want to win. Okay. Um. Who do you think will win? Maybe this is a hot take. I think Angela Bassett's gonna win. Ooh. All right. Mm-hmm. Really. Uh. Carrying the spread here with our yeah we are, we're just covering our ground. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who's gonna win it? All right, next we have actress in a leading role. We have Kate Blanchett from Tar, mm-hmm. Anna De Armas in Blonde, Andrea Risenborough from Two Leslie, Michelle Williams The Fablemans, and Michelle Yeoh from Everything Everywhere All at Once. Who you got? Oh boy! All right, so Kate Blanchett, I think, does a great job in that role. It's because that movie is a two and a half hour character study. She carries that movie entirely. <laughs> oh, yeah. Her didn't um, like the movie. I did like Kate Blanchett. Yeah, so I like the <laughs> and and sort of along the lines of Austin Butler. I feel like Kate Blanchett really kind of gets lost in that role, where you forget it's Kate Blanchett. You just think it's this very. <laughs> 
interesting character. Yeah. Um, then we have Anna de Armas in Blonde. That movie yep. was mm-hmm. rough to sit through. Oh, oh man. And I I love Anna de Armas. I think she's mm-hmm. I think she's a great actress. But I don't think she did a good Marilyn Monroe. No, I think it was I think average. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I think part of that is because the movie was meh. Um, but I feel like half the time you could you could still hear her accent <laughs> too. Like <laughs> I was like, oh boy. So like this isn't working. Yeah. Um, I just I just don't know if that that role was was right for her, or maybe the the movie itself just didn't do her any justice. With that role. They should have created the movie because yeah. apparently everything in there isn't even proven to be accurate. So yeah, uh, yeah, that was that was a rough one. Uh, Andrea Riesenborough, I think, is the next one, right? Yes, to Leslie. To Leslie, I just watched mm-hmm. that one today, right before recording this. Oh, and boy, was there ever a movie that was just pure Oscar bait? That would be too low. <laughs> it's fine. I would probably get it a two and a half. Like it's, sure. it's a movie that I've probably seen multiple times. It's every indie film of a drunk alcoholic mother who, you know, lost all of her connections. She's kind of messed up too many times with her son. And now she's trying to get back on the right path. Yeah. I don't know how many times I've seen that movie. This movie was <laughs> just the same. The acting performances. Honestly, I thought we we're okay. I I wouldn't give it any uh, any high praise. Uh, what's next? The Fablemans, Michelle oh, Williams. I thought Michelle Williams did a really good job of being kind of a little off. His mom was a little, and apparently that was pretty accurate. Yeah, that she did get a monkey. She did have somewhat of an affair. Yep, and. Yeah, she kind of just lost her mind a little bit. And I think Michelle Williams did that pretty perfectly. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> and then Michelle Yeoh, I, like I said, I think everything everywhere at once is going to win a lot of awards this time around. Yeah, she did a good job. <laughs> who who would you give it to? Oh, gosh. Who, who I want? I think I want actually Michelle Williams mm, and the Fable okay. Wins, mm-hmm. who I think is going to win. And this is totally biased because Kate Blanchett did a really good job. I just didn't like Tar. Yeah. <laughs> so um, Michelle Yeoh is who I think is going to win. Mm-hmm. So I think I think Michelle Yeoh is going to win as well. And I, I'd be happy to see her win. I think she does a really good job. I think... Oh, no. I think Michelle Yeoh's going to win. I want... Mm-hmm. I think I would want Kate Blanchett to win. Just because... Oh, fair. I think... When you think of acting... I feel like Tar <laughs> is the most... Uh, <laughs> acting heavy movie out of all the contenders and she swings from mm-hmm. one emotion to the next yep. and perfectly mm-hmm. i just i just didn't like it yeah that's okay uh 
And that's leading. Are we on our last category? Best picture? Best picture. All right, buckle up. I got 10 best pictures to run down. Uh, A lot of these we've already talked about. All right, best picture nominees. We have All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar The Way of the Water, Way of Water, I added the the, uh, the Banshees of Inishirin, Elvis, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, The Fablemans, Tar, Top Gun Maverick, Triangle of Sadness, and Women Talking. All right. All right. <laughs> yeah. Well, We've already talked about these movies well enough. Yes. Well, except Avatar. Avatar is visually cool, but the rest of it's meh. That's my opinion. <laughs> that is the only... One I did not see is Avatar. Oh, you blew it. But I've seen the, I've seen the rest of the best pictures. You blew so. it. You blew it. It's because James Cameron <laughs> wouldn't release it. It's a stream, and I didn't know. I thought I saw it on Disney Plus, and I was like, "Sweet, it's already on Disney Plus. I'll just go watch it later." No, that's just a trailer. Wow. It doesn't come out until the twenty eighth of March on Disney Plus. Wow, I'm disappointed. No. Just end it now. <laughs> <laughs> Your opinion for oh, the rest boy. of the categories officially is null and void because you haven't watched <laughs> Avatar. <laughs> Besides Avatar, what movie do you think is going to win? And oh, what do you gosh. want to win? What I think is going to win... I probably should have thought about this more. Um, ooh. Triangle of Sadness. Uh, no, tri- absolutely not. Triangle That's at the of bottom. <laughs> Get out of here. Um... Oh, gosh. I think... I think everything, everywhere, all at once is going to win. Okay. And that's the one I want. I think it appeals... Not that the Academy cares, but... I think it appeals to a wider audience. Mm -hmm. Some of these are very... For movie lovers, I would say. Mm -hmm. For people who enjoy different kinds of movies. But for your average... Average movie watcher goers, like my parents, I they would turn off Tar in ten minutes. <laughs> they, they would turn off Triangle of Sadness in ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Women talking, they would turn off in ten minutes. Like not Top Gun. All of these. Oh, that's what Papa Coons wants. <laughs> he's like, he's like Top Gun Maverick to the top. Um, no, he loves that movie, and I don't blame him. I love that. Mm-hmm. I, I like that movie too. Um, I don't think it's gonna win best movie. I don't. I don't think it. Sh- okay, there should only be five best picture nominees, okay. and I've been thinking about this too. Oh, who would you who would you whittle down to the five? My my five. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Uh, the Banshees of Inisherin. All Quiet on the Western Front. Um, women talking. And actually, the Fablemans. That would be your top the five? five. That would be my top five that I would pick. Wow! All right. I, 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 I agree with you. I think I think everything, everywhere, all at once is going to win. I think it's all but a sure thing at this point. Um, I don't think there's really much competition elsewhere. If I were to guess, any potential competition for it i would honestly say banshees of inishirin might be might be close i'd be okay with that mm-hmm. 
and Top Gun might actually have a shot. Rudy. <laughs> I think Top Gun. That is okay. Has I'll, I'll accept Top Gun. Has gotten a wide enough fan base. You never know. You never know. You never know. Cassidy would not be pleased listening to Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, he makes some pretty good movies, I have to say. He he, he gives it his all. Um, especially with those practical effects. I mean, you can't really can't really fault him in that aspect. Um, who I would want to win? Probably everything everywhere all at once. I think like you said, I think it appeals to a wide audience. And it kind of has that perfect balance of being kind of one of those artsy movie lover movies, mm-hmm. but then just being wild, comedic, and enjoyable enough to appeal to the average moviegoer, I think. And because they do, they, they bring in so many elements. You have so many different um, genres within that movie. You have so many different um, emotional high points. Um I don't know. It's it's hard to think of another movie on the list that does so many things right um, when comparing it to everything everywhere all at once. Yeah. If I were to, to, to do your same logic and pick my top five, it would probably be those three. So uh, everything everywhere all at once, Banshees, and Top Gun. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. Oh. um and then if i filled in the other two i'm gonna say no to tar i'm gonna say no to triangle of sadness i'm gonna say no to elvis those three are definitely out (laughs) um i'm gonna say no to avatar and so it's between the fablemans and all quiet right that's the only two and women talking Women talking. Mm-hmm. Women talking would be in there. So that's four. One left. I got one left. So it's between the Fablemans and All Quiet. Yeah. Um. As much as I love Steven Spielberg, I think I would probably put All Quiet in that in that okay. fifth spot. All right. I totally forgot to do directing. So if you <laughs> <laughs> if you still want to do that, we can. Real quick, just just yeah. who's who's nominated and who do we think? We have uh, Marin McDonough, the Banshees of Inisherin. Oh, uh, Mar- Daniel Kwan, Martin McDonough, I think Martin. Oh yeah, I missed the T there. <laughs> <laughs> Martin McDonough um, in the Banshees, Daniel Kwan and Daniel Shiner and mm-hmm. everything, everywhere, all at once. Steven Spielberg, The Fablemans, Todd Field, Tar, and Ruben. Usland in Triangle of Sadness. Who's going to win? Ooh, I think... I think I think they're going to give it to Steven Spielberg. Do you? I do. All right. Who do you want to win? I kind of want Martin Mc, McDonough to win. For Banshees? For Banshees, yeah. So I have a caveat here. Because I said Banshees was going to win Best Original Screenplay. I'm going to predict that if Banshees wins Best Original screen, Screenplay, I think Daniel Kwan and Daniel Shiner are going to win Best Director. Okay. For everything, everywhere, all at once. If 
Banshees doesn't win Best Original Screenplay, I think they might give it to Martin McDonough. I think Banshees is going to win somewhere. It better. Either, <laughs> it deserves it. <laughs> either directing or screenplay. That's that's my caveat. So, I don't know if that's cheating, but uh, who I would want to win? Um, probably same along those lines, where either... I'd be fine with either Martin or the Daniels. Perfect. All right. There's your your Oscars 2023. Twenty show. Do we have a, a, a special competition? We do. I have the stuff. Ooh. Be on the lookout. Yeah, so if you've made it all the way to the end of this episode, hopefully. Yeah, <laughs> an hour and 20 minutes later. Uh... You can fill out your own ballot of who you think will win. And if you get the most right come Oscar night, we may have a basket of goodies to send to you. Mm-hmm. So if you're close by and we know you, we'll deliver it. If you're far away, we'll ship it. Yeah. What what <laughs> what uh what do you got in the goodies? What what could they expect Ooh. to win? There's some some snacks, some candy, some popcorn. Uh there's a an Oscar mm-hmm, for best listener wow, to the look podcast. At that. Look at that. Mm-hmm. There's also a mystery movie. Oh, of your mm-hmm. choice? Is it Rush Hour? Uh, well, it, it, they'll just have to find out. <laughs> you have to win the basket. <laughs> it's going to be a movie that a movie that's enjoyable. It may not be, may or may not be one of these Oscar nominations, but we'll see. So you got some, oh, and there's little little Coca-Colas. Oh, nice. To drink with your popcorn. Nice. There'll be a picture online. Perfect. So be on the lookout. Make sure you fill that out. And uh, as always, thanks for listening. Please remember to replace the speaker on the post when you leave the theater.